Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I mean, this seems a little bit old. We're already a couple of weeks into 2023, but Happy New Year, Bowling Community. We are so excited. Podcast number four, and we have like a five pin universe pro league themed kind of podcast this week. Super fun. Like a few, a few twists. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different, supporting our matching five pin universe uh, crew next, which you probably can't tell, but yeah, super excited. Super, super excited. I um, think we've been a little ambitious um, this, <laughs> this podcast. Katie and I have been working relentlessly and trying to get the, the format down right and getting all our guests um, intact, and, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it has been a little chaotic, um, <laughs> to say the least. We have been right down to the wire. We've been making some last-minute changes um, and trying to just get everything organized. It was like an ambitious one, but when it all works out, which it will, because I have positive vibes going into the universe, it's all going to be fine. It's going to be um, really good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, anybody out there who's like joined us so far, like drop us a heart or a like or even um, a comment. We love hearing from from everybody, and we just love to know who's like joined us for this live session. So we've got lots of stuff on the go. I'm just waiting for our first guest. They're live from Mexico, so we're. We're going to battle the Wi-Fi and see if it works. We're just waiting for them to come back into the studio here and get them going. Um, but I guess we could talk a little bit just about some things that have happened. We had Masters in Edmonton or in Alberta um, last weekend. <clears throat> Tracy and I were playing together on the Saturday. She was a rock star. I struggled my way through, but it was a fun day. Lots of great scores. Listen, your start was unbelievable, and then you just got like we were like mirrored of each other, and then you just got a little bit of trouble with the back and forth, back and forth. But yeah, it was awesome bowling with you. We had a lovely uh, bond going there. Tracy learned a whole bunch of new things about me. My like hatred of blue food, (laughs) which I had no idea. She was eating um, Skittles. Was it Skittles? Yeah. Yes. but like yes. through to find all the blue ones and leave those in the bag yeah. I don't need blue things. <laughs> Left it. Yeah. all right we're gonna pull them in because we have our first guests here they're live from mexico and hopefully their wi-fi keeps going hello ladies hola, hola. how's it going we- good awesome good. we're hoping we're gonna we call these up. the bowling wives that's we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is a Hall of Fame. One of them is a um, Hall of Fame. Bev, are you a Hall of Fame bowler? Are you? Have you been inducted? No. Yes. No. 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 She should be. Rockstar in her own world. Okay, so that that just threw it's me a bit but of I a think we're, All of us are inducted to the Wives Hall of Fame. I would agree yeah. with that. For sure. Yes. If anybody so you knows, guys- you guys, you're all famous for all of your interactions um, <laughs> on the lanes. For those of you who don't know, we have Bev Gigluck, 
and Jan Mortar and Sue Howell, the lovely wives of Greg and Bruce Mortar, Lynn Howell out here. They're vacationing in Mexico together. The weather's good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So far. I wanted to join in your vacation vibes. Join in the vacation vibes for a while. <laughs> we were going to rock some shades tonight, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't tell if your eyes are bloodshot or not. So we're good. No. Yeah. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. The boys awesome. will be another story. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're hoping we can bring them in at the end just for a quick hello and hi. If we can make that work, that'd be um, amazing at the oh, end. Parts but... of them. Parts of them. Yeah. Oh. Two thirds oh. of them might be able to join. Okay. <laughs> we did kind of an excursion with a little bit of rum punch happening. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of them, some of the rum punch knocked out one of the boys. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Which boy? <laughs> You'll find out at the end. Yeah, I guess. You'll find out at the end. <laughs> okay, the anticipation of who shows up. Yeah. That's awesome. Shall we start with a, a question or two, Katie? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, you guys have been staples in the bowling community for many, many years. Um, and your husbands have all had a lot of success as well. Jan, do you have any like favorite memories or moments of, uh, Bruce's that stick out and kind of come to mind? You're talking, you're talking bowling, right? Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think most of the memories that I enjoyed the most were just going across Canada and, and visiting new places that I hadn't gone to before and meeting lots of people and yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. memories are the friends, right? Memories and friends. Yeah. We're going to ask the good, same Lots question. of good bowling along the way, of course, but meeting all the good people, right? It's true. very true. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some pretty dominant play by your husbands and you guys were always like right behind them, supportive, you know, on and off, off the lanes. Um, was there anything like a, a, a funny story that you could or are willing to share about? I mean, I got a few, so, but I'm going to let you... <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk about <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, tough question for, for the moment. I'm oh, it's amazing how quiet they all are right now. Yeah, you think they'd be like ready to go? Like, oh, how about this and this? And maybe this one too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. what you were hoping. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, too much vitamin C today as well. So D. Fair. C S E A. O C. Vitamin R. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Got to. This is what you guys are famous for. I know. I chatter. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Speechless. 
So Sue, how Sue. is this? Yeah. So Sue, thinking no, same not... kind of question. Have you had any like big moments of Lynn's that have really stood out to you over the years? Um, you know, his winning goals as a player or as a coach, he just gets involved both ways. Um, it, it just means so much to him, whether he's playing or whether he's coaching. That's, it's, that's who he is. And it, right. one doesn't overcome the other. It's, they both mean the same to him. Amazing. Yeah, and we've seen him on the lanes in Edmonton as a bowler and a coach so many times that it's almost weird to go to a bowling he's tournament and not see him there. Lot. He has cried. I have been lot. part yeah. of those hugs where he's crying on my shoulder a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. He can yeah, be a big baby sometimes. No. But that's okay. okay. That's who he is. Sensitive soul. Yeah. Um, you know, what was it like maybe for you for, you know, decades of bowling to, you know, stand behind your man, your men? Um, did you enjoy it? You know, it's obviously part of the journey and it was a big, you know, part of your your circle, really. Um, can you explain what it was like all those years? Well, for me, like just watching the successes and stuff, it's been rewarding and it's, it, it's such a great feeling. You're proud for him, you're proud for the team, you're proud for the province and the zone, whatever. It, it, it's just a great feeling. For sure. The bowling community itself too. It's always fun to see when you're, when your people have success or, or not success. It's good to see how the bowling community comes together to support either way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's for us as well as it is for them because, yes. I mean, you're just, you're just happy to be a part of it, you know. It's, yeah. a, great, it's a great family, the bowling family. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And, Bev, you've had, like, a ton of success on your own as a player. Um, do you find you enjoy those moments playing when you are with Greg, like if he's on your team or a coach, or do you like, you like the spotlight and like, he can just kind of hang back? Well, you know what? We've actually only ever been together on one team where he was a coach and I was a player only once in all our years together of bowling, which is kind of amazing, but we're, we're shooting for again one of these days soon, hopefully. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it just works both ways, you know, like if, if I'm in it and he's supporting or if I'm supporting and he's in it, I think it's the same no matter what. You're just always rooting for your, your spouse and it's, uh, it's a good feeling. It's intense and I think whether you're a bowler or whether you're not a bowler, I mean, you know, bowling wives I think are just as intense as their bowling husbands are because you're just so involved and you just want them to have that success. Yeah. For sure. Correct. For sure. I threw a lot of balls in 30 years watching him bowl. So. Yeah. True. I've won so many games. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. What bowling alley had the best uh, wine served? Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Collingwood. 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 Yeah. Collingwood. Collingwood. Oh, Collingwood wins that. They have their own glasses. Oh, bigger see, better. that stuff's important. It is important. Of course they do. It is important. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah, one they, more question. Happy life, happy life, right? True. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, did you ever think that many moons ago when you met these random bowling players and married them and that you would end up meeting people and vacationing with them and ending up on a bowling podcast? No, no, never, <laughs> never. No. Not I'm something you predicted, hey? And then, so the final yeah. moment, could we bring the two boys that are still standing a quick hello? <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, the final oh, moment. Yes, yes. The final moment. Can anyone guess who's not standing? One of our comments, Cindy thinks it's totally Lynn not standing still. We've got Greg. I see Greg. And we're lacking. Oh, and no. <laughs> oh, we'll give our best to Bruce. Bye, Bruce. Bruce has passed out. Bruce has passed out in bed. Yeah. Oh, no. He's a bed. I love the chaos of this moment. <laughs> it is just chaotic. It's perfect. <laughs> it's exactly what we needed to start the show. I love it. Yeah. We know the Wi-Fi is a little challenging yeah. and we can okay. hear Hola. But we just wanted to say that we love you guys. Adios. Have fun. Bye. And thanks for joining <laughs> us. Just... <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the trip. Bye, guys. Uh-huh. I was not expecting Bruce. Like, if you had asked me which one of those three was not going to be there, Bruce was the last one. It's awesome. I'm happy <laughs> it's Bruce. It's so fun. Oh, Ditch I'm... my vacation vibes now here. Yeah, I mean, so uh-huh. awesome to have that group of people on. We're sorry about the lagging with the Wi-Fi and all that. It's a bit tricky when they're all, you know, in Mexico together. We actually thought it would be super fun to to have them it was a bit hard i'm sure to hear on the other end but um so Hopefully so grateful the to the cross yeah totally it's so fun yeah wow wow michelle bruce is no longer a party animal <laughs> bye bruce <laughs> well it. they look like they're having a time in mexico um we are going to switch gears a little bit it is Pro League night. We figured, you know, halfway through the season, it's time to start highlighting some of those ladies that are playing all the way from coast to coast. We have so many amazing ladies um, playing in the league. And uh, yeah, it'll be good to kind of get to know them a little bit more. We decided we're going to switch gears a little bit, not just do like a formal interview style get to know you that we've typically done in the past. We wanted to Switch things up, spice it up a little. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I mean, we're not sure what we don't, we don't know what we don't know. So also don't, you nope. know, be patient with us because we're trying to be a little bit creative. Um, but looking for look, looking forward to actually what's about to happen in the next 20, 30 minutes or so. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring up the screen so we can introduce kind of our first panel. Nope. Give me one second here. <laughs> it did not switch over for me. Um, this is the thing. Sometimes we don't rehearse this this part. 
you know what? We did rehearse this part and then we, <laughs> we had did. some last minute changes. So I'm just going to pull it up. But while we're doing that, um, Tracy, do you want to just tell us a little bit about the pro league format here? Oh, that's a very good question. Pro league well, format. Maybe, seems, maybe not. I mean, it's more about, I think for me, I mean, I think everybody's enjoying what's happening with the pro league and then the expansion. Do you want to just get right into it? Sure. Yes, good. Here we go. Awesome. We got it. The hiccups that happened. So uh, our first panel coming out from the East. Yeah, I mean, Sam Sitar has just joined us. We we actually had um, invited someone else and she actually had some problems um, logging in. So we leaned into Sam literally five minutes before the show and she... <laughs> gratefully accepted being on so she's she's sitting in the back of the studio so thank you um katie wells from newfoundland uh from the rock and rollers so we're super excited and then our other sleeping giant uh alicia alicia bonnie is joining us today as well all right are we ready to bring them in mm -hmm. okay let's see here if we can get everybody in Almost so close. You're so close. There's lots of moving parts today, guys. Welcome to our first like wheel of topics. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Hello. How's Holy everybody thought. doing tonight? Pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty good. Well, we got to get our voices right. So let's just you know bring them out. So maybe what we'll do is just a quick round table. You guys could do a quick introduction, your team, where you're located, and then we'll get into the game. And I'm I, I'm just seeing Alyssa as kind of my first person. So we'll maybe we'll start with Alyssa. Uh, I'm in Thunder Bay, and we're on the Thunder Bay Bowling Club or the Sleeping Giants. And this is our second year. Love it. Welcome. And Sam? I'm Sam. I'm also on the Thunder Bay Bowling Club. Uh, Taylor has another name for us, but I don't think you guys want me to say that. <laughs> TBBC. Oh, like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and you Katie. are allowed, Sam, so thank you for kind yeah. of sharing. <laughs> oh, you actually want me to say No, <laughs> I'm on the Rock and Rollers out of Newfoundland. Yes, we will at Plaz Bowl. It's our first year. Are you enjoying it so far? I am. Yes, I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into at first. It was just kind of like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure, like, might as well. Um, but we're really enjoying it and we're gelling really well together and having a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's awesome. All right, are you guys ready? You're kind of our guinea pigs for this. We decided if it works well, we're gonna bring it back later in the year, but if it doesn't, then say <laughs> la vie. It's a so, test and learn, test and learn. <laughs> we're going for it. So um, we have the wheel of questions just like this. So there's a whole bunch of topics on here. Some of them are bowling related. Some of them are just random everyday things that you might think of in your everyday life. And uh, we're just gonna spin it out. If anybody's seen shows like Pardon the Interruption or Around the Horn, it's kind of that kind of similar style. And uh, we'll go from there. Any questions, ladies, before we start? 
I'm, I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, pro League favorites. So, thinking about the teams in the Pro League, who are you rooting for, loving? What team is your favorite if you can't pick your own? Alyssa. You cannot uh, pick your own. Cannot pick your own. Uh, I'll pick the Quebec Lumberjacks because I like their logo. Their logo is cool. Lumberjacks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those hats look sharp. Mm -hmm. The Pro League hats. Yeah. Katie, what about you? I think I'm going to have to go with the average pros. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot oh. of love for the average pros. I was just going to yes. say, let's just pump them up a little bit more. Let's <laughs> just feed into those egos. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm shocked we haven't even got a comment yet. About yeah. Average. I'm sure they're like, yeah, average pros. <laughs> Henry, for sure. Henry, yeah, yeah. He's all over it. Yeah. Sam? Uh, I've really only watched our division, but I've enjoyed watching the rock and rollers. Yeah, yeah, cool. Little love for the rock and rollers. Yeah. Good. Tracy, do you have a team that you've kind of been watching? Um, hmm, that's a really good question. I don't want to say the dream crushers because there's <laughs> but, but I could. I mean. But I could. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the bombers. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Bombers thing. <clears throat> I became like a huge Quebec Lumberjacks fan yeah. when they released that commercial. It's so it's cool. It was so well done and so sharp. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I like that. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that was very cool what they did there. But there's a lot of cool stuff happening, right? Like there is. Yeah. All the teams are like using social media to really like get that fan base going. It's amazing to see. It's awesome. Yeah, agreed. All right. Are we ready for Around number two. We'll spin it again. I wish this had music. I'd be Does it get rid of like the last <laughs> question? We do. Oh, or you do. Favorite tournament to play in. Good. You could pick any <laughs> tournament that's your favorite. You enjoy it for whatever reason. Katie, why don't you start? That's tough. Um, I really enjoyed the open, um, but I don't. I'm probably gonna have to say maybe youth challenge just because I was there. Like, so I went a couple a couple years in a row, and I really just enjoyed the teams that I had, and I just thought it went off really well, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but for adult tournaments, I'm going to have to say the open, but I'm, I haven't really had much experience yet. So fair. Yeah. That's a good one though. Right. Yeah. Sam. Um, competition wise, just like building as a team, it's always going to be the open, but fun masters nationals, hands down. Yeah. What did you find different about them? I really, with the division between singles and teams, I like with Masters Nationals that every night is free and you can go from room to room or they normally have an event at night or a hospitality room where you can go and hang out. Yeah. Oh, just wait till Open Nationals in Edmonton. We're ready to go for it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm taking that feedback. 
Alyssa? Yeah, mine's the Open as well. I just think yeah. it's a different format in Northern Ontario for the Open versus Masters, of course. So I just prefer the format of the Open. I feel like you get a lot more camaraderie with the team. You have the same team the whole way through and you just build a lot better relationships, whereas the Masters just kind of get thrown together and bowl nationals together. So it's just a better team feeling through the Open, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of nice with the Open because you're with that same team all the way through, like, Provincials, then Nationals. Yeah. So you kind of get to build that connection, whereas Masters, it's more putting things, putting the pieces together, I guess. For sure. All right. I want a fun topic. Favorite music. What are you listening to? What do we need to put on the playlist? Sam. Um, I listen to pretty much everything, but I will forever be in my emo phase. So I still constantly listen to the music from when I was in high school. That's cool. I like that. <clears throat> Me too. And Katie? I am a massive Harry Styles fan. Harry Styles, hey? Hey. Yep. Massive Harry Styles fan. Everybody uh, I'm still like known for it. If you hear his name, everybody instantly comes to me and is like, Oh, did you hear this? Have you heard this? It's yeah, I really I really like him. Wow, I love that. So did you listen like One Direction time too? Yeah. 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 I was Got a really big One Direction that. fan. And then when they all branched out, but he's just the one that I kind of stuck with. Harry Styles tattoo even kind of I have kinda. a tattoo of cherries and okay um my favorite song by him is cherry so oh nice <laughs> Alyssa what are you listening to um yeah no I'm like Sam a little bit of everything I think probably rap would be my go-to genre but I definitely love some country music too so I'm definitely all over the map on that aspect yeah I always love like thinking about favorite music like walkout songs like Tracy when you did your walkout song for TPC Invitational the one year and it was like old school hip-hop I'm like yeah okay I did uh, Alyssa you and I would get along really well because that's the same with me and I but I did a Dr. Dre walkout uh, (laughs) song for TPC so I love a lot of old hip-hop you know 90s tupac that like that whole thing i can listen to that all day long yeah. love that yeah nice all right let's see ah this one is one of like the non-bowling related questions what is a food that you could eat every day for the rest of your life and you would never get sick of it and why pizza it's definitely pizza you can eat so many different kinds of pizza so it's like you could eat it every day and it would be different every time nice and what's like the go-to kind of pizza i'm a hawaiian fan so and from where and from where (laughs) um I don't, well, we, we have a couple good local joints here, but if I was picking a chain, it'd be Domino's, for sure. The cheesy cheddar dip. 
Yes, that's good. <laughs> I love the cheesy cheddar. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Uh, we have a local burger place called Burger Barn. And I could say I could eat it every day because I eat it frequently because my work <laughs> is just up the street. And by just up the street, I mean like a minute walk. So it's yeah. accessible. And like, what do you get from there? Um, they're, it's called the blue collar combo. And I always get their poutine because their gravy is amazing. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to go to Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> Katie? Oh, God. Um, probably either any form of potato, just anything, or like spaghetti. Oh, spaghetti. Yeah. Do you have one, Tracy? I mean, I'm a burger girl. Like, I could eat burgers every day. Really? Good cheeseburger. Yeah, like if mm. calorie count didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, all that aside. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love burgers. Yeah. Interesting. You? Anybody who knows me, like, I love a good boiled hot dog. Not like on the campfire, not, there can be like no boiled, like, like old school boiled hot dogs. Yeah, like I don't like when there's black like char marks on it. It's got to be boiled. <laughs> the best way <laughs> and okay so i'm gonna take like what's your favorite brand of wiener i mean the costco hot dogs are <laughs> superior to all other hot dogs i know that wasn't a question but i just had to know and i think we all yeah. wanted to know yeah wow boy see everybody makes fun of me they put it on the thing at bowling the one day about how i liked boiled hot dogs but they're a thing they're the way to go. I feel like that's the nostalgia piece. Like, I feel like that's how everyone eats them as a kid. And then you get yes. up, grow up, and people, like, expect you to eat them a different way. And it's just... Right. Yeah. And, I don't, <laughs> yeah. and I don't like when you do them on the barbecue because they get all bubbly and weird. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole tangent about hot dogs here. <laughs> Very passionate about the hot dogs. All right. Warm up. Here we go. Getting into a little bit of the bowling stuff. What is your warm-up routine for like a big tournament or even leagues that you just the go-to you have to do before you start playing? Stretch. Absolutely. I like, I laugh now because I was that kid in YBC that like was like, I'll never have to stretch before a tournament, just throw up, show up, throw balls. And now it's like, if I don't stretch for like 15 minutes before bowling, I will not make it through the tournament. <laughs> so definitely stretching. <laughs> fair as we get older hey <laughs> it's a steep decline after 25 <laughs> fair Katie? i am the worst person for that question because i don't do anything i don't even like to practice My she's not 25 yet get, no. <laughs> no. she hasn't hit the My steep decline yet don't like it because every time I just go and they're like, okay, you know, you should probably like warm up or something. And I'm like, no, walking around, talking to everybody, not even like paying attention. And then I'm like, oh, I have to go now. It's my turn. I don't, I don't do anything. Yeah. Sam? Um, day one of a tournament, I just throw balls. Later on the next day, I'm stretching just like Alyssa for about 15 minutes and then struggling through the first few slides. So throwing as many <laughs> balls as I can fair 
Yeah. I don't know if I do. I have to pee usually. That's like my go-to. Go to the bathroom, get out the nervous peas, and then wait till you're my age. <laughs> you got. <it. laughs> yeah, that's like mine. I'm not. I'm kind of like you, Katie. Like throwing practice balls. I'll do it if I have time, but half the time I'm. Yeah. I'm just preoccupied, busy, busy. Do you do anything, Tracy? I mean, again, I think it's like what Alyssa said. It changes. I mean. I'm 55 now, so like it definitely changes um, over time. But now for me, it's a combination of stretching, but also it takes me longer to kind of get into a mental thing. So I'm trying to work on what that could mean for me. So it's just, it gets harder as you age. It does get harder. Yeah. Can confirm. Mm -hmm. Can confirm that. <laughs> we do one more spin of the wheel here with our group one. And then, all right, last bin here. Any superstitions? Anything you're super, like, maybe not a superstitious, but a little stitious about? I can't take off my shoes after I put them on, like bowling-wise. So, like, going to the bathroom? I okay. even try to avoid that at all costs. Especially if I'm like doing anything. I'm like, if I change anything now, it's just, it's gone. Like not going to get it back. It's gone forever. Really? So, yeah. I try to avoid it at all costs if I can. <laughs> it's a new one for me. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, do you have any? Um, I tend to have like one bowling ball that I use for my first shot and my second shot. And I normally can tell them by like the nicks in them. Mm -hmm. So like I have one set where, the, where there's a line. I'm like, okay, that's the ball I use first. When I got my soft rolls, it became harder, but now there's a nick in one of them. So it makes it easier to pick them out. Right. right. I have the exact same two. I only have two and they're the ones they mentioned, except I will take my <laughs> shoes off. It's just, I won't go to the bathroom if I'm on like any kind of string of anything until I ruin it and then I can go pee because I already ruined it. So what else can happen? And I do have an exact mark on the ball that I like to use first. And especially again, if I'm on some kind of string of anything, I'll try and use that one first. And I can tell them apart by the nicks on them because I've used the same ball since I was seven years old. So they're quite nicked, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, those are my two. Yeah. Do you have one? Me? Yeah. Like mine might be weird, but if I've had some success, like in any center across Canada, I will put my shoes in the exact same spots. So like I literally remember where I put my shoes and I will put, I will move somebody's shoes <laughs> <laughs> to put my shoes in that exact spot. If I've, if I've had a good round at any event across okay across the country yes wow i'm gonna watch you when you go into bowling alleys from now on you're like moving everybody's shoes around sorry if i've moved your shoes but like it's and it's a it's a big deal yeah for me so if you can't find your shoes it's because they were in tracy's spot yeah yeah she moved them just a few other quirky things but like nothing big but that i think that one's kind of really quirky yeah that one is yeah. interesting. How about huh. you? I mean, I mean, it, is it the 
under, is it the underwear in your bowling bag? <laughs> we were just talking off about what's in my bowling bag and there's lots of pairs of underwear because if I get to a, a day and I'm playing and it just doesn't feel right I take it off and then just throw it in my bowling bag and forget to take it out so every once in a while I go in and there's like a handful of underwear um I always will step on the lane with my left foot first and I don't know if it necessarily started so much as a superstition but because I didn't have a slider on my right foot I would like trip because there was it would just like stick so I don't know if that's why it started but now it's at a point where I will always step on the lane with my left foot first that's about it I'm not superstitious it's minor it's kind of yeah yeah it's, that's it awesome. goes with it but yeah wow ladies Round thank you one. yeah I like this it kind of gives us a chance to see different different little personality things little mm -hmm. things we never would have learned about you We'll definitely have phase two, I think. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, going through all of your little answers with us. And hopefully the rest of your pro league season goes really well. Is anybody yes, playing uh, this weekend? Um, we are. Yeah. I don't we'll be watching it until March. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ryan's calling me out that I never put gas in my car before a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's a superstition. It's not before a tournament. It's just Forever. all the time. It's, it's always empty. <laughs> um, thanks so much, ladies. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. All right. Are we ready to bring out round two? Yeah, that was fun. I kind of like this. Round yeah, two. We have some players from the West coming out to join us. Bev Magnus from the Kingpins in Alberta. Manager Sarah Ouellette and Jennifer Davini are going to be our go-tos this time. I'm going to just pull up this and we can bring them right in. Ladies. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah, Bev, and Jennifer. Thank you. Hello. Were you How's able to kind of partake in listening to the, the first phase of rapid fire questions <laughs> yeah I had, I had a couple good giggles there tracy and moving shoes around <laughs> legit anybody who knows me yeah. see now my eyes are going to be on you every time you're over by the door <laughs> I shouldn't have I told it. but listen i'm close to retirement let's be honest no, so, so so i've only got a few years left in me i'll just Fall make sure to put my shoes under your shoes Yes, or on top of my shoes. It's all or good. On top. Yeah, yeah. You guys are prepared for anything. Any question that we, the wheel gives you, you're prepared. Sure, let's do it. Perfect. Jennifer, do you want to just introduce yourself? Let us know what team you're playing on. Where you're playing out of? Of course. Uh, hi, my name's Jennifer Devaney. I am from Winnipeg, Manitoba, out of the St. James Snowman. Amazing, Sarah. Will it work? Can Sarah hear us? I don't know. Hmm. Sarah? Oh, nope. we'll start with Bev and then we'll go from there. Hi, Beverly Magnus playing for the Stetler Kingpins for the first time. So it's been uh, pretty exciting. Amazing. Are you guys enjoying it so far? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a thing. 
you know, you get all jacked up and you realize it's just the eight of you in the bowling alley. <laughs> totally strange sometimes. In the morning yeah. and it's really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite a drive for you. That's a huge commitment Bev, for you and Mike to go to Stetler to, to be with the Kingpin. So that's, I mean, it's very cool. It's a huge commitment. And then Jen, some of the stuff that you guys are doing, just like, you know, your Friday night stuff, it's just been really entertaining to watch the dialogue on Facebook and some of the videos that you guys are posting. So um, keep, keep it going. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty exciting. Sarah, can you hear us now? No, no, no sound. Are you muted? No. Oh, she's going to keep working on that troubleshooting while we wait for her. Maybe we will do a round one here, get going on that and see if we can get her up and running. So you may get the same question. You may get something different. Uh, first one is any bowling mentors, anybody in the sport who's really like motivated you or you've looked up to along the way? Well, I'm kind of in that, you know, like Roy Cunningham, um, like the old old school boys out of Calgary, Colin Keir, Don Marshall, um, a lady that wasn't, I mean, she was kind of on her way, Alvina Bretnell, um, Ann Norris, you know, Jen Marshall, now Smith, like even within my own peer group. Yeah, there was a few. Yeah. Amazing. Um, How about you? Personally, if I was thinking like family-wise, I'd say my dad or my sister would be a mentor for me. Mm -hmm. Or if I was thinking bowling community, I really have to put like Karen Armstrong, Sandy Anderson, mm -hmm. Orn. They're bowlers who've always been around me in my life. Great lady mentors as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the dynasty team, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so much <laughs> to learn there. Mm -hmm. If all like if all of us could just partake in a moment of being with um, those ladies, it'd be incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of getting to keep bowl alongside them, compete alongside them. They're mm -hmm. considered friends being as much as I see them. I see them once a week on Fridays or Sundays kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Katie? You know, I always, like, this question, because it's changed so much, I guess, over the years. I think the big one for me, as I got into the age of like starting to think about competing myself is like all of just those, that core group of Edmonton ladies that were frequently making open teams and masters like Heidi Mapstone. I, it has been like unreal to me. Every time I make a team with her, I'm always like, Oh, I get to play with Heidi. Like it just still brings me like this, like, wow, I can't believe I'm on the lanes with her, even though like we've played together six or seven times now it just I don't think the awe ever like wears off and then when I have to compete against her I'm like uh oh I have to compete against Heidi now <laughs> like I always still step get up that. your game yeah I'm like uh oh <laughs> what about you um oh I mean obviously my my dad was you know alongside my my bowling journey right from a young adult but Mark Jackson was like critical when I was just getting out of um YBC and then uh, from a female perspective, I always really looked up to uh, Bev Gigliak. So, I mean, there's there's lots, right? Bruce, Blair Pizzi, Lynn Howell, Tom Stevenson. I mean, I could just keep going. Go on and on and yeah. on. I know there's so many so people. So many. 
who have given me uh, value and um, time to support where I was at in in my bowling game, Adam Weber, like just so many. Yeah. Sarah, we'll try Hi. again. Hi. We can hear you. Amazing. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself really quick? Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm Sarah. I'm the manager of the Revengers um, here in Regina. Amazing. Did you happen to see the wheel talking bowling mentors? I didn't, no. Oh, do you have any bowling mentors that you kind of have looked up to over the years as you've played? Um, yeah, so like my very first mentor actually came from the Saskatchewan Bowling School, who is my first bowling coach, who is Shelly Bear, mm. um, who now right away here will be my mother-in-law. Um, and so I've always really looked up to her. And then like um, on the lanes, really uh, Crystal Hipner has always been one. Uh, Alyssa Rack, previously Alyssa Spark. Mm -hmm. um, and Tracy Anson, those three big like Saskatchewan women. For me, I just like, kind of like you, Katie, where I'm like bowling with Crystal on the lanes or bowling with Alyssa my rookie year of the Open. I'm like, oh my God, I'm bowling with Alyssa. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't trip over my feet. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> Um, I do yeah. that every tournament. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Let's spin this puppy again here. See what else is on there. Oh, superstitions again, but we got new people. So do you guys have any superstitions? I never but wear my slider into the bathroom ever. I don't care how bad I have to pee that, that the left shoe's coming off. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to use the same towel all the time too. But I got better at washing my towels and throwing, you know, a variety in my bag. <laughs> Those are good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer. Um, I don't really think so. I mean, for tournaments at St. James, I always tell myself, like, I don't allow myself to do tangles because during league I will do tangles and I've smoked my head a few times or I've fallen. So for tournaments, it's more so that. Besides yeah. that, no, not really. Not really. Yeah. I guess it's different when you're, like, at the <laughs> lanes all the time and then you're like, I should be doing this, but I'm here to play. And, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's nicer to bowl in tournaments not at St. James. <laughs> Cause you don't have to work. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Yeah. Sarah, do you have any? Um, mine is probably like not going to the bathroom if I'm like on a roll or not eating if I'm on a roll. Um, yeah, that those two. Yeah. I thought of another one I have that if I listen to a song, like if I like pregame to a song in my car on the way there and I play well, that's the same song I will listen to every, like for that whole tournament, every time I'm driving to the bowling alley or heading to the bowling alley, I will listen to that song. And if it's oh, the I open, I do if that. I do it, yeah. And if it's the open yeah. that I do it at zones for qualifying and I uh -huh. play really well at qualifying, I will continue to use that song for provincials and nationals of that year. And like, it won't change until the next year. Nice. Can I tell you, can I tell you a story? It's yeah. a recent story. It's just really weird. We're talking about, it's not a superstition, but when we were trying to qualify for the last set of masters last year, we're going, we're, I, Kurt and I were going to Toppler 
And if anybody knows Calgary, I'm like taking a road. And um, just as we're taking this road, he's like, do you want to listen to a song? And I said, uh, for whatever reason, not common for me, I said, Post Malone, Sunflower is what I want to listen to. So he, you know, voices it on his radio and it pops up and we're listening to the song. Very random, not a song I listen to very much at all. We turn left to go towards Toplar and there is a, an electrical unit, you know, those silver units that has mm -hmm. a big sunflower uh, on it. Hmm. Really, really weird. Hmm. And, you know, we just kind of looked at each other like, okay, that that's just very random, very weird. Right. We never really said anything. And um, the, the weirdness about the whole thing is I ended up winning that tournament. And that was when I placed first for singles after, you know, 38 att attempts. <laughs> so nice. I feel like there was a, there was a sign yeah. there wow, somehow. Like Quirky, weird. Yeah, cool story. Yeah, that is. And then did you listen to that song then when you played at Nationals? Oh, I've tried to use that song again as a superstition and it hasn't worked. Oh, <laughs> so didn't quite carry over, but no. got you there. So that's good. Oh, it's right on the line. This is not a bowling related question, but it could be. But best city in your opinion in Canada? <laughs> could be just like a place to travel, maybe a place that has a good bowling alley. Jennifer? Um, guess I'd have to say Banff just because I've always wanted to travel there. Um, for bowling alleys, I do really love Edmonton. I have a, I have a gold medal national uh, U challenge from Edmonton, so it always sticks that I love bowling there. Was that at Bonnie Dune? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they mistaken my name for Jeff Delaney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just to tag on that, I have a funny story about my brother at Nationals for Youth Challenge when they mistaken. So my brother's name is Jeremy Harrisimchuk, and they mistaken his name when they announced his gold medal as Jerry Harrisschmuck. And oh. I had about I wasn't there, but I had about 10 people instantly texting me being like, they just called your brother Jerry Harrisschmuck. And I was like, I love that. It's a Youth Challenge. That's hilarious. Does he get that on his Starbucks mug ever? Like I don't know. But Michelle Hoyle will still call him Jerry Harrisschmuck to this day. Like that's all she refers to him as. They, actually, they ended up putting, because my name, they put Jeff Delaney, they ended up putting me on the men's side as well for high average for the first few games. <laughs> Of oh course they did. <laughs> you know, things happen. Yeah, it's a good memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bev, what about you? Um, I'd have to say, like, non-bowling. Like, I like the Okanagan, like, Kelowna, Vernon. It's where my parents grew up. Mm -hmm. You know, the wine touring is pretty good down there, too. So, uh, you know, just throwing that out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bowling wise, oh. I mean, I like Edmonton. I like, um, like we, before Sherwood Park closed in Hamilton, I, I, I like, I enjoyed playing there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And Sarah? Um, I'm with Bev on the, like, Okanagan, Kelowna area. Like, that's definitely my favorite. Um, and then bowling-wise, probably Nebs in Toronto. That's yeah. probably... My, like, fate, there's so much to do in Toronto or Oshawa, Toronto. Um, 
like you can go there once a year and do something different every single time. And I've always had really good success at Nebs. So yeah. yeah. Amazing. Do you have a place, Tracy, that you like to go to? I mean, I've been lucky enough. I think I'm a, a sucker for St. John's. The yeah. people, like just the place. Um, it just, it's very soothing when you go there, but it's also yeah. very fun, right? Like George Street's like tons of fun. Yeah. Um, never traveled there like on a personal level. It's always been through bowling. Um, however, I'll, I'll never go on a whale watching uh, boat trip. And that's probably for another podcast with another group of people. But <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a horror story. But um, but St. John's, I think, is just stunning. And the people are amazing. So I would say St. John's. Yeah. Yeah. You? Uh, mine is like this little town in BC called Nelson. My dad's mm. family's from there. But like, mm. it just fits my little hippie vibe and spirit of tie-dye and sit by the lake so that's probably my favorite place to go but very nice yeah a couple more here next up your self-talk before the shot so you are the one in ten having to throw the <clears throat> double to win it all what do you tell yourself before you go up and throw that ball bev Okay. I was like, who's going to go? <laughs> um, I think I just literally go through my pre-shot routine. I'll slide my left foot on the approach, wipe the ball off, wipe the hand, and then step up and tell myself, you got this. Go yeah. do it. Yeah. Sarah? Um, mine is probably like when i'm really in the zone i'm like go f it up like or go like f them up like yeah yeah um, i'm like and i tend to watch people as well i like to and so if i when i'm throwing in 10 too i'm like hey don't watch them make them watch you like throw that shot and make them watch you um, right. So I, that, I say that to myself a lot, not just in 10, but in every, every frame. Yeah. Do you find anything, Jennifer? Yes. <laughs> I find if I'm really in the zone, I actually just kind of get up and go. I keep my mind as blank as possible. Keep what's working, working. Um, if I'm struggling a bit and need to find it again in 10, I will just talk to myself positively, saying you got this. Remember where you came from. Remember how you got here. And don't forget that kind of thing. Yeah. What do you tell yourself, Trace? I'm a little bit famous for myself, like just saying, like, have no fear, like before a shot. So like, have no fear. I don't really, I'm not affected by what another bowler does because I know I can't control what, what they do. I mean, if they want to strike out, that's amazing. I'm always just trying my best, but I do use this slogan in my head when I'm really strong, like have no fear. And then I do this thing um, where I just quickly visualize like seeing my hand go over like a, a spot or a space. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as as soon as I do that and I roll into it and if it's executed well, then, you know, typically it's amazing. It doesn't always work out, but yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah. I'm really bad about like the self-talk. 
like Hurricane Katie just has so many things going on in her head at any given mm-hmm. moment. But um, pretty much anybody who plays on a team with me knows the voice. Like I, I will hear the voice behind me that kind of self talks. I tell them the talk that they need to tell me. Okay. And it's usually just <laughs> confident and aggressive. That's that's yeah. the big thing. Just stay confident and aggressive. So yeah, I don't always remind myself to say it, but it always uh, gets in there somehow. I do this thing too, where it's like, this one's for you, meaning me, yeah. like this right. one is for me. Throw this shot for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do that quite often mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Last one of the evening. See if it'll be a good one. Your guys' favorite <laughs> tournaments to play. What a nice way to end this. Mm. What's your favorite tournament that's out there? Sarah? Um, mine since moving to Regina, um, is probably masters. Um, just because I get the chance to possibly bowl with Saskatoon people who, where I'm from and I never bowl with them anymore. Um, and I always enjoy TPC for the tour. Like, yeah. Specifically the doubles no tap event. That's that's, <laughs> that's where I'm strong. Like I get lots of corners. So having the no tap, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Jennifer? Um, it's kind of a toss up because I really love the open, but with not really having many chances to compete in it except for last year. I love the format. So I'd have to say masters with having more opportunities to be able to compete in it. It's just nice being able to compete with everyone across Winnipeg, Manitoba, everything, and then also being able to go to nationals and they have different events, different rookie years kind of thing. It's pretty cool Mm -hmm. to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bev? Mine's the Open. It it has been for a very long time, although I'm driving back into the Masters. So, you know, had a good year last year doing both, you know? Yeah. Just a team player. Just throw me in, coach. Throw me in, coach. Amazing. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us tonight for our first round of Topic of Wheels or Wheel of Topics. Yeah. Good work. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's better than the shop. Better, better than the Sherpa shot wheel. That's right. <laughs> that could be next podcast. So it could be. It could be. <laughs> Sign me up. Right. Enjoy the rest of your evening, guys. Good luck. Bye. 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 Good night. All right. I like that. I think it's super we may fun. Need to bring that back. Yeah. And my cheeks hurt a little bit. So I enjoy, I definitely enjoyed yeah, it. I did too. Um, All right. And we're going to move on. We're a little bit behind schedule, but we're going to move on to our resident coach. I know I was talking to her earlier today about some of the things she wanted to talk to everybody about and like, I'm excited for it. So with that being said, we'll bring in Dev. Hello. Hi, Dev. How's it going? Hi. We're good. How's How's things going? Good. It's been a busy day, but I made it home in time. So that's a bonus. We're here. We're good to go. Um, You've been ramping up, getting ready to take a youth challenge team coming up here. Hey, to provincials. Yeah. uh, A couple weeks coming up for first weekend in February. So we got a couple of practices coming up this week, try out some new lineup stuff and uh, get the boys ready to go. 
That's right. Cause you're coaching a team out of Calgary this year. Yes, I did last year as well. So I had the boys last year and then I have the boys team again this year as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to have you back. I know we had you on a few months ago. Last month, we just had some scheduling things, couldn't make it work. But moving forward, you're in the show. And I know you have like kind of a vision of where you want to see our topics go as we go through. Um, so what have you got for us? Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about like some of the things that I talk to at the adults and the kids about and how they can improve. Um, most people know I do quite a bit of um, the mental side of the game, but I try not to focus it so much on feeling or this. I'm trying to bring the the physical and the mental together and how you can best do that. So there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on that we will go through the weeks. But for today, I thought the biggest thing that I, I think is really important is to be very clear on what your goals are for a tournament when you're going into them versus what your expectations are. Because a lot of the times those don't line up and that's okay, right? You can expect that you want to be at the top or you want to win, but maybe where you are in your athletic development or in your journey right now, you're just not there. And understanding that that's just part of how it goes and that it's not a ceiling, it's not limiting, it doesn't mean you can't get there, but we need to try and come up with the steps of how to get you there. And right. so I guess kind of in partnering with that is understanding, you know, there's really three big categories that we use in athlete development. Um, it's learn to train, training to compete, and training to win. And then understanding what each of those categories means and that you might start off as, a, you know, a youth coming out and you are in the train to win. You've been to nationals. Now you're coming into the adults. So you're expecting when you go to qualify for the open that you're going to make a team. Right. But now you're competing against adults who have many, many years of national experience. So maybe you actually bump down into a training to compete. How do I compete against the adults? How do I take what I do in practice in league, what I've done in the youth and do it in a different setting now? Right. So it's not saying that like when you get into one of those zones that that's where you're like, you're stuck. You have to be in that. It's like fluid. You can kind of move between them and depending on where yeah, you're at. Totally. Life changes, right? I mean, we kind of spoke about this earlier. It can be, you know, especially for women, like you take a step back because you're starting a family. And so maybe, you know, you, you left when you're at the top of the game and you come back a few years later and there's all these youth that have moved up and there's people that have moved on and graduated. And now you have to figure out where you fit in there and where you want to be. And so maybe you're back into that learning how to compete again because there's all these new faces and your body has changed or your timing has changed or your focus has changed because now you have a, a small one crying in the background or you got a new job. And so that's stressing you out. And those are things that we don't always, I think, give enough credit to, but they do play a big part in our game and you need to give them the time so that you can figure out how to fit that all together and make the puzzle pieces work. I know personally, I've experienced it. Like I, when we came out of youth, I was at fairly high up in the top of the youth division. We went to nationals, we medaled there. Then as I came into the adult ranks, I went to school. And by the time I was done university, I was averaging 185. And that obviously is just not going to cut it in the adult world of five pin bowling competitively. And so like, I definitely had to gear my thought process a little differently in that time. Yeah. And that's, I guess, kind of like that expectation, right? Like you came out of youth and you have this expectation that, oh, you know, I'm just going to maintain, I'm going to stay in that same place. But 
a lot of things changed in life and and you didn't and that's okay right so then i think setting little goals of you know having the big end goal i want to make it to nationals i want to be a national champion i want to make masters whatever it is it can happen but if you get lost in the how you get there then it becomes really overwhelming and i think we already have so much going on in our lives that adding that extra stress and feeling lost and overwhelmed in how you achieve that goal can can be really defeating yeah I know, like, you know, in my list, we don't need to say how long, I guess, I've been in the game. But I think, you know, the passion for me has always been there, uh, Des and Katie. And over time, like, you have these moments of, let's just say, greatness. And then if you don't really know how to um, handle not being at the top of your game, then it becomes really difficult mentally. And so I have found, um, you know, that you're not always going to be perfect when you have like a long span um, playing the sport. And it was almost like, because at points you were faced with so much disappointment because maybe you weren't at the top of your game in those moments or those years that you kind of have to like, for me personally, I've had to like reset and almost like relearn what what that meant for me in the moment. It could have been age. It could have been, you know, just taking the game for granted, maybe going through the motions um, a lot and expecting to have like really great results. Um, and it didn't work. And so for, for me, it just got harder, harder and harder until I kind of reset and then, you know, disciplined my game took time to support what my game needed, right? Like practice a lot. And those are a lot of things that was Des talking about um, in terms of where you're at in your uh, journey with the game. Yeah. And I think just, you know, being like understanding and accepting that this happens, like bowling has one of the longest career spans I have seen in any sport. I coach a lot of different things. And I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at from the time that someone bowls youth until the time that they're bowling, seniors right there's so much and there's so much time and there's so much life that goes on in that you can't expect that you're always going to be at the top mm -hmm. I wish we could that would be lovely right but life happens and things happen and there's things out of your control too that you have to learn to adapt to and just I think understanding that it happens and it's okay and then you just need to refocus and then you know for me from a coaching perspective that's what I really try to bring in to say okay this is what you're feeling. I understand you want to get to whatever your end goal is. So how are we going to get you there, right? Let's take some of that emotion aside and figure out what we can do to get you where you want to be. Because I know you still can, you know, you still can, but we're being overwhelmed by everything else that's going on right now. And I think the focus goes. And so it's just, we get lost. Right. And so then when you think about like, you were talking about the difference between like your goals and your expectations. And I know we kind of talked a little bit before about like, how do you differentiate between like what is your expectation and like what's a realistic goal or like am, are my goals too big or like when you're coaching the youth let's say or even when you're coaching adults encouraging them to create those goals that are going to be realistic I guess yeah I so I always look at athletes in where they are in those three development stages and I don't talk about it when I'm coaching but in my own mind when I'm going through it and someone's telling me what their goals are I'm trying to think okay does that fit with train to win or train to compete or are they still learning and then I try to if maybe those goals are a little bit lofty for this year I say you know what that's great 
I think that's really good. But why don't we think like in the next three months, what we want to achieve, or I try to just make a smaller stepping stone because then you're setting yourself up for success and you're going to get confidence that way. If you only go to the end goal of, okay, I want to win. Well, that's great. Tell me how you're going to do it. How are you going to win? Right. That's, that's the end result. And that's kind of part of the expectation. I expect to win. I expect everyone to win, right? We all want to, but that's not, um, measurable. So you can't say, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to throw a hundred strikes in the next X number of tournaments to get me there. I hope you do. But if you don't, what are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to focus on? And so, yeah, I try to just, I guess, listen to what they're saying. And then if, if the goals are maybe a little bit above where they are right now, just redirect them to something that is more achievable without saying like, well, no, you can't do that because it's not that you can't do it. You're just not at that stage yet. Right. That makes sense. And then would you recommend like big goals or like breaking it down into smaller, like stepping stone chunks? Like if I'm thinking of someone who's coming out to play the open for the first time, what would be like that realistic kind of goal setting that they should be thinking about? Yeah, you have to have both, right? I mean, if you've never qualified for an open team or your first year and you say, okay, you know, my big end goal is I want to make the open. Absolutely have that goal. That's what's going to push you to work hard to get there. But you also need to have those those stepping stones. So if you're someone who, say, averages, you know, 180 and you're expecting to make the ladies team out of Edmonton, for example, you have to go back and look at the history of the averages and know that, you know what, that maybe is not achievable right now based on your average. So maybe you make the goal of you want to be in the top whatever you want to make sure that you are averaging at least what you average in league when you go to your open qualifying or you're going to put some time into practice that you can try and get as close to that uh, end goal as you want to knowing that it might be a one or two or three year process before you actually get there and develop your game to the point where you are in um, contention for something like that Just talk to us like maybe a little bit about like the mindset, because obviously it's fascinating. And I think we probably could have a whole podcast on, on this, honestly, because we could learn, I feel like I'm, I'm still learning, you know, every day in life, but also in the sport. But let's just say like, I do often see sort of this negative mindset on, on the lanes, very common um, to see it. Some people it seems like that negative mindset for them, self-talk, whatever it is, um, sort of this tenacity that they have uh, works for them. And then for others, it's almost like it just, <laughs> the game just gets worse, right? So do you have any maybe history or perspective on on, on the mindset? Yeah, I, so I've, I've seen both and I know there's some people that Maybe what comes across as, say, like a negative mindset when you hear what they're saying, you're like, oh, my gosh, did they just say that to themselves? Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. for them, maybe that's how they get themselves kind of fired Mm -hmm. up. And Mm -hmm. there's something in them that's like, okay, I know I did this and I'm not going to make that same mistake again. Right. So it's more like a grit and a determination there that we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Right. And then you've got other people that, you know, you you can watch them say things like that and then they implode, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard even as a coach or as a spectator to try and navigate that because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what's the right thing to say or not say or someone storms off the lane and you're like, oh, should I go talk to them? Should I not, right? Like it's, it's a very delicate situation. And so I think um, something I do want to eventually talk about too that kind of connects into this is is impulse control. And we make a lot of decisions based out of emotion in the moment, in the heat of the moment, you've punched five or six times and now you're frustrated. 
And being able to take something like that, that is a negative and say, okay, what is in my control? What can I change? And how am I going to make this different so that you can turn it into a positive? Um, there's a bowler that I work with that um, is quite well known for this, but I think for him, it's one of the things he's worked really hard on being able to say, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take a second and I'm going to figure out how I move forward from this. And I think it it shows it's it's a really great strength that can be developed if you work on it to to still come back from that. And then you can go through a 380 or whatever it is after that. And unless you practice that, it you'll never develop it. Mm-hmm. It's a bounce back, which is really fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. It's like nice to know there's like the different mindsets and it doesn't necessarily mean if you're not in that mindset at the moment, you can't like go between it. Like I, yeah. Well, and I do think what Des is saying about kind of these three pillars that she's talking about, like that, mm-hmm. that you're just never stuck in one. Yeah. You could constantly be flowing throughout. I'm calling them three pillars, Des. Sorry, I'm sure you have like no, that's an, okay. another name, but like uh, my guess from experience is like you can flow through those. Yeah. Well, not, I feel like I flow through them sometimes multiple times within a season, mm-hmm. even like you go through yeah. those waves. I mean, a 30 week season, it's really hard to stay at the top for 30 weeks. And so you kind of have those moments where like, I'm not in it to win it right now. I'm in it to get back into a mindset where I could be at some point in it to win it again. Yeah. Right. And like, just sometimes it's that battle. And And it's not just physical either. Right. Like, you know, we even talk about like, say getting close to Christmas time, there's so much stuff going on. There's work Christmas parties and kids Christmas parties and school and year end and whatever you have going on that you haven't lost the physical of your bowling, but you're being overwhelmed by the other stuff. And so, you know what you say, you know what, just mentally right now, I'm really busy at work. I've got a lot going on and you're just, you're not there. And that's okay. So maybe like on the mental side of it, you're back to that. Okay. I'm, I'm learning to train again because I lost that. I'm not practicing. I'm not really here when I'm at the bowling alley and that's okay. And then eventually everything lines up again and you know, you end up back in that, okay, train to win or train to compete, whatever phase it is that you're in. And that's, yeah. you know, kind of that, that gold and the stars align and everything feels easy. Right. Wow. We need to give Des more time on the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so I can talk forever that. about this stuff too. So, but I can listen to it, which is like I love you know, like that we really get to have you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that we get to have you like month after month to kind of just bring this piece together and put that. I think it's a piece that a lot of us are missing because we don't necessarily think about the game in that light. So agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Des. Yes, thank you so much for having me on and letting me ramble on. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It's, it's it's fascinating how it all works. And it's just this piece where we're constantly working and constantly learning about the game. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to future podcasts with you, Des. Awesome, yeah. me too. Thank you so yeah. much, Enjoy you guys. Enjoy the rest of the night. Yeah. Oh, I cut her off. (laughs) Really really quickly. I mean, we like to adhere to like the 90 minute rule and we've actually gone well beyond that um, tonight. So, um, you know, I could do just a quick fab five update. Cole's nose version. Um, Stacy actually is in Mexico with her, her family and actually the title sponsor of the diamond ladies um, classic. So but I mean, we've been kind of shouting out the Diamond Ladies Classic for, you know, a few few months here and it's sort of that tournament for her, by her, all, you know, all levels of players 
just trying to get, you know, a group of women together for, for a weekend, for some fun and some, you know, bowling of all, all levels. Um, and I think what we're most proud of so far is that, you know, the, the Diamond Ladies Classic Facebook page currently has, you know, just over 350 members and it escalated um, really quickly. So I, you know, it, it's, fascinating. I feel like I just want to thank each, you know, member that's kind of joined or who's expressed interest in, in joining us for that tournament, um, you know, coming in, in June, mid-June, which I know is not ideal timing, but I mean, if you can make it out, I think it's amazing. Um, if we had more time, it was just a run through as a reminder of like what the format is, but I think we'll leave it to like um, next, um, yeah. next session. There's a lot that's been um, happening. Um, the doubles entry, um, we had to expand very quickly. We're now sitting at 44 uh, doubles teams for the Friday nights. We've got maybe four spots left. So if anybody is interested, I would say just get, get your name in. And then we've got entries already all the way from Ontario all the way through to BC. So it's just been incredible. And I guess the latest work that we did was Sarah Ulet. We leaned into her. She's got a travel background and we asked her to kind of post um, some flight deals on the Facebook page. We're going to do that one more time. She's helping us with that just so people, you know, if it's posted, they can look for deals in terms of, of flights where, you know, securing the hotel um, should be secured by the time maybe Stacy gets, get, gets back. Um, and then we've got lots of fun things planned. Um, lots of um, sub sponsors um, that are, you know, donating their, you know, hard earned money to make this um, happen. And so also just want to kind of lean in if anybody's out there and they're looking to help maybe support or sponsor in any way, I would just say maybe lean into Stacey Sanderson. Um, we're just trying to make it like super big and fun and enjoyable. Um, and then just last note, I know Stacy's been working with Bratson Promotional Group in terms of like merch for the Diamond Ladies Classic. And I've seen a couple things that um, DB has uh, put in place. It's just going to be it's just going to be awesome. So, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I had with Stacy being out. Awesome. Um, it's going to be super, super fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Every time I see another update for it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, we've got so much. <laughs> Stacy has been incredible. She's done so much work, but like, you know, current main prize pool is, you know, 20,000 right now. And, you know, if we can encourage more interest in terms of the sponsorship that it literally for the first event could be incredible. Um, right. And, you know, a prize pool that is just, you know, fabulous. So yeah, yeah. Wow. it's exciting. So yeah. many good things happening with it. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. So Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, we are at the end of the night. I know yes. across the country, we've got some open qualifying happening at the end of the month. So good luck to everybody playing yes. in all your zones. And uh, next ladies podcast, February 15th. That 15th, already working on securing some guests that have been hard to, hard <laughs> to so far. Hard um, to yeah, so I'm, ex I'm excited about uh, Feb podcast already. Yeah, a little Valentine's special. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, other than that, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of January and beginning of February. And uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>